from the Orange County Fire Authority. This is the Pass Along Podcast, where we address firefighter issues from top to bottom, from your helmet down to your boots. Now, here's your host, OCFA's Assistant Chief of Organizational Planning, Mike Schrader. All right, welcome back to OCFA's Pass Along Podcast. This is the second part of our two-parter on WeFit uh, exam panel discussion with Jeremy Vallone in the panel, and we're gonna jump right back into it. So take it away, Jeremy. Okay, we're back. This is part two of our OCFA WeFit overview. We're here with the employees of Hogue Hospital who are gonna be conducting your WeFit exams. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and reintroduce everyone in case it's been a while since the last uh, part one. So Dr. Lindbergh, we'll go ahead and start with you. Uh, my name is uh, Jim Lindbergh, Dr. Jim Lindbergh. I'm the medical director of the uh, WeFit program uh, at Hogue, and uh, my role is to really oversee all the clinical uh, testing that we do and reporting that we do and uh, the clinical work that's performed. I'm Morgan Montalvo. I'm the staff exercise physiologist for the WeFit program with Hogue Executive Health, and my role is to be one of the exercise physiologists during the WeFit exams. Uh, my name is Ted Shaper. I'm the education coordinator with Hogue Executive Health. I'm a certified strength and conditioning coach, and my role in the WeFit exam process is the, the fitness assessment as well as the ongoing education piece um, after the physicals are performed. And uh, I'm Natalie Knacker. I'm the current WeFit coordinator for Orange County Fire, and I will be overseeing all the exams, scheduling the exams, following up with everybody, as well as uh, coming up with education programs with Hogue um, for everyone in the field and just continually developing the process. Um, I haven't had a chance to actually go through the exam yet. Can you guys just give us a quick overview of where we go for the exam? how long it's going to take, kind of the, what the process is while we go through it? Yeah, absolutely. So I can run through the exam. Um, we set aside roughly three hours for you guys to come through and um, deliver all the testing to try to get you guys in and out. Um, we're offering the exams at three different locations on three different days of the week. So we have a location in Huntington Beach. We have a location in Irvine, as well as a location in Aliso Viejo. So those three different areas across the county we felt would be a much better benefit fit for the firefighters, making it easier to get to the actual physicals, get them scheduled, as well as get you guys in and out. Um, and there's a very structured um, routine to the actual physicals that we're doing. So um, there'll be kind of a musical chairs, in a sense, with each of the firefighters that comes through, where generally all the firefighters will start with a chest x-ray first thing, and then everybody kind of will spread out into the different um, pieces of the physical. So one fire firefighter will go with a physician after their chest x-ray. One of the firefighters would go with an MA to do vitals um, and different testing like that. Uh, one of the firefighters would go with Morgan to do their fitness testing, and another firefighter would come with myself to do the other half of their fitness testing. And everybody would kind of work in a roundabout way to get through all four pieces of the exam process. And the chest x-ray is on site, right? It is on site. Yep. It's either uh, downstairs or the next building over. So it makes it very easy to get guys in there. Um, we generally are in and out of chest x-ray in about 10 minutes. So um, are we aiming for every year or every two years? It's usually every five. It's every five years? Yeah. For I think exam? that's what we had done in the past. And for the chest x-ray mm -hmm. or the WeFit exam? I don't know oh, the WeFit exam sorry. itself. No, yeah. the chest x-ray, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uh, every five years what we've done in the past. 
Or as right. needed, yeah. And then what was the WeFit exam? Are we doing annual or every other year? Currently, we're, we're still aiming for every 18 months. Okay. And as we fine-tune things and we get the the finances and everything to match up with the numbers because currently right now our budget wouldn't support every firefighter for every year um especially with you know missed appointments and just all those dynamic pieces um so we're going to stick with every every 18 months to two years there are um some of you out there that are mandatory um and those are the hazmat hazmat firefighters need to be every year um and as, you, as well as USAR needs to have an exam every two to three years or they're non-deployable. So we usually prioritize um, those firefighters initially and then at the end of the year to follow up, make sure that they're all up to date. Otherwise, um, they're not current with their current positions. Um, but uh, every 18 months to two years. So um, if you have questions or you don't know your exam, we can get that, that information for you as well as... Um, we don't really have a set schedule as far as we don't do battalion one on January, battalion two. Um, that's always been probably the biggest complaint is we don't have a rotation. Um, but that's just because we're so dynamic. Um, now that we have three locations, we're still on three different days. It's still going to be kind of a, a working um, puzzle to put together. Um, but you could always call, we could always try to get you in if it's been four or five years. Um, somehow people do slip through the crack because they're constantly trans, uh, transferring or they promoted. So their unit was just about to get theirs and then they got promoted and now they're on a different unit that just went and then et cetera, et cetera. So, um, all that stuff is just, you know, what we try to do. And that would be myself in the office trying to work through that constantly. So I wanted to ask you guys about lab work now. Um, and I know we had talked about the risk stratification, uh, if, especially if that lab work is done beforehand. Correct. What if they don't get it done beforehand? Well, if they don't get it done beforehand, then we, um, we you know, we obviously we can't risk stratify them. That's number one, mm -hmm. which is we can work through. Essentially, they get the exam. They wouldn't get the report the day of the exam. We really couldn't give them the feedback the day of the exam. So it would truncate the value of their exam that day. Mm -hmm. You know, in our approach, we haven't had anyone yet that hasn't come to us that didn't have lab work, so that which is great. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't been an issue. But they were, there would be sort of a, a plan B where we'd get the lab work and work to get the lab work subsequent to the, following the exam, put the report together, and then probably do a call out to, to do some debriefing. But it would make it more difficult for the physician mm -hmm. because so much of the exam and the history and the discussion is a function of what that laboratory reveals. So it's really, I guess, if, if part of the message is to really emphasize getting that lab work done ahead of time, it dramatically increases the value that we can provide. And correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Lindbergh, that it's not just what you find that year, but mm -hmm. you're also looking at long-term trends, right? Mm -hmm. PSA, small changes that can, can yeah, spark a, a whole new... No, you're, you're exactly right, yeah. So, and, and many times the trend is more important than the absolute value. So um, you're exactly right. And, and, so, and the PSA is a great example because you can have a normal PSA, but if it's doubled year over year, then that's, that's, that is oftentimes an indication for referral or further testing. So, and that applies to a whole host of the tests that are involved. So you're right, it's a key part of the exam. And so it, it's real important to get that 
get that done ahead of time to really maximize value. So hypothetically, if I go in for my WeFit exam and they find something abnormal, mm -hmm. what's the process from there? Mm -hmm. Well, our process is there's twofold. If the, if the individual has a personal physician that they have a relationship with, then we will work to get every, they've, they've given everything in hard copy, um, all the results and all the feedback. And uh, then we'll work with them to help you know, get that information to their primary care physician for a follow-up. If they do not have a primary care physician, which is not uncommon, mm -hmm. then we, at, we have the option of, we have a team, and I was going to mention one of the things I'm, I feel really good about is we have a team of physicians, faculty that are dedicated to this. So this isn't, you know, gee, who's available on Wednesday to do physicals. So there's a group that's committed to this, very excited about being part of it, frankly, that have pers private practices. So one option is if they happen to like the physician they saw do the exam and they don't have a doctor and there's something to follow up on, that would be an option. If that doctor's office isn't convenient to where you might live or where you're currently stationed, then we have a whole platform of physicians. Hogue's got a platform of physicians. It'll be 140 strong uh, coming up that we could make a referral to. So our job is to be sure you get to somebody that can follow up uh, and typically that's going to be a primary care doctor. Um, so that, and then any specialty referrals would then sort of spin off that primary care visit, typically. All right. I just want to reiterate, too, that this, this exam is completely non-punitive. That's private. It is, nothing is ever reported back to headquarters or WeFit or anything. I don't even know your birthdays. Mm -hmm. um, they don't yeah. get, I don't know any of that information. Right. And our team, because yeah. we do this we do this work for a similar work for other organizations, we're very, very sensitive yeah. to the privacy issue, um, whether it's behavioral health, whether it's um, substance, whether it's, uh, you know, mm -hmm. a, a whole host of things that, you know, everyone. Even, um, yeah, injuries or anything that pops yeah. up at the test, none of that stuff is ever reported back. Um, and it, that's just, that can't be said enough because there's that theory out there that some of that stuff gets leaked and it doesn't, I've, and never. we've never had any, uh, in the, uh, gosh, how many years, 12, 13 years that any, no one's ever been pulled off the floor. No one's ever been. Yeah. It's, so it's completely private, completely, um, just for the firefighters. It really is. And it's, um, for, them to see the trends and to see, you know, especially as we get older, you know, things change and um, we just were constantly fighting the ever evolving demands of firefighting with the chemicals and um, different types of buildings out there and sleep deprivation is going to be a huge thing coming up. You're going to see that um, and how that can lead to obesity, which leads to, you know, so many of the things that we're seeing in the fire service. Um, are you guys going to be putting together data and at the end of the year, at least, you know, um, obviously not with names or anything, but like, you know, what the department's VO2 max average is and kind of show us all that, like, compiled data? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. So we'll be monthly and quarterly um, putting together reports and aggregate data based on what we've found, and then really having the flexibility, um, and maybe Dr. Lindbergh can touch on this a little bit more, but really evolve the program along with the data that we're finding to really make it uh, as cutting edge as possible and stay on top of a lot of the trending um, things that we're seeing um, from the physicals as well as the work that me and Morgan are going to be doing uh, out in the field. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we 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 have a are actually a very robust um, IT function that's going to be capturing um, data, and we'll be reporting that back. Looking like Ted said for trends, and um, as as he mentioned, um, what we'd like to be, and I think we've talked about this. We really are excited about becoming a partner and identifying trends and contributing to the field because it is such a unique. It's such a uniquely demanding profession. I mean, it, 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 and the more experience we have, uh, the more um, that's become clear. So, so we, we will be reporting back data, looking at trends, obviously all anonymously aggregate, aggregate data, so that, uh, but, it'll, but it'll give you a chance to maybe even internally look at some, uh, some ways to you know, adjust what you're doing. And one of the things I wanted to mention that, that we haven't, I don't think, touched on yet, and maybe, Morgan, you can share, we're doing the station, station visits. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I'm finding that, I'm finding that to be, um, I, I think, a really valuable element to this to kind of extend the experience that, that you have getting the physical out into the station, you know, and they're seeing kind of the real what the what the real world is for you guys and so I know Morgan's doing a lot of that if if uh, you want to yeah what do you think so far have you been on any cool calls <laughs> um I went to one station and they got a call right away which was kind of cool but I think the station visits are our way of kind of building rapport which has been at first everyone's a little hesitant like who are these people coming into our house you know <laughs> um but I think for us, it's a really cool way to learn more about, you know, OCFA and the demands of the job and from a fitness and nutrition standpoint, how we can really benefit the firefighters and just, you know, to kind of have a face to a name. And we say, you know, when you come in for your WeFit exam, you're going to see one of us and we are your resource. And we jokingly say, if you guys aren't using us, we're bored, but it's kind of true. Um, but I think the station visits, they give us an idea of, I would say, the differences as far as each station, like what equipment they have, right, available, who, like, what uh, demographic and types of calls they go on. Every person's kind of uh, duties, you know, depending on what rank they are, you know, and just kind of how that all plays into everything. And I think for us, um, again, just reiterating that we're a resource for them. And, I mean... Sometimes we get calls and emails after the station visits like, hey, can you help me with this? And sometimes you don't, and that's fine. Maybe it'll happen at a later date. But I think for us, I've really enjoyed doing the station visits um, and learning a lot. And it's really interesting to kind of see. They all hide the cookies kind of <laughs> when we get there. No. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, I think that's been a really beneficial part just to kind of get to know everyone and, you know. And, and – uh Ted Morgan of those station visits become a conduit back to the medical team because a lot of times they'll they'll get asked medical questions, follow up questions re regarding 
testing or other issues that then they can bring, you know, they may not have an answer right then, but they can bring it back to the medical team. And then, and so they're a great linkage and conduit post WeFit exam to medical resource. And um, the hospital's extremely committed to the program. Very excited to be partnering with you guys. We have institutes of excellence and centers of excellence in neuroscience, cardiovascular medicine, orthopedic medicine. So we have tremendous resources that um, the, the entire hospital, frankly, is committed to um, you know, bringing to bear where it's appropriate. Yeah, well, we're real excited. That was one of the things that really stood out. And I had to say that there was more interest in the firefighting wellness physicals that I've seen in the past. And I think it's because the, the, the research and data and the sub, subset of um, work we do is um, definitely unique. And I think it's caught a lot of vendors, I hate to call mm-hmm. it that, but vendors' <laughs> attention because, you know, it is. There's, there's so many things that um, they're seeing nowadays and, and all the TV shows are kind of portraying it all out there. And, uh, and so we were able to make it really competitive and you guys, you know, and we're really excited with all the stuff that you, um, to have in your oh, back thanks. pocket as well as what you're already doing right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited to see what's changed. I mean, doing a CRP and a carotid evaluation and a skin exam. Those are three things that are incredible because that's, I mean, that's cutting edge. It used to be the old, you know, total cholesterol number was the big bad guy, you know, and now people are realizing inflammation is a, is a better indication of uh, future uh, negative events. So it's great you guys are addressing that. Um, from a guy's standpoint, are you going to actually discuss the age for the DREs uh, when that's required, um, which for you guys don't know, it's the actual prostate exam, um, the uncomfortable part? Yeah, we do talk about it. I, I will say that uh, because it's a wellness exam, you know, my experience so far is uh, that, well, well, first of all, typically that age is 50. So, uh, and uh, we do uh, talk about it. Um, you know, our sense is this exam, um, you know, m- many people that, I mean, that's not something that they're, the, that they're interested in having done at the time of this exam. My, my concern is just because of our exposure level, maybe is it going to be recommended to be done earlier than 50? Well, I don't think that, I don't think there's, I've not seen data that suggests, um, an increased incidence of prostate cancer at a younger age okay. in, in firefighters. And I think if we did see that data or if that developed, um, we definitely would. Okay. And that's one of the things that we're kind of trying to keep an eye on and keep, try to keep a pulse on what the literature is showing and if there are new trends and things. Um, and so, so the answer is, I guess, no, that we don't look earlier um, because there's just not evidence to do that yet. So you're safe, Jeremy. Uh, yes, <laughs> for a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, I'll take that. Yeah. Um, any other questions? Um, I just wanted to go over a little bit more of like, you're going to start to see like a newsletter. Um, we're going to start compiling stuff like that just again. So it's going to be probably more so in the beginning, just with the resources that Hogue has through WeFit. Um, and we're going to be using video newsletters with, with our media department. We're going to be doing, um, social media just so that we can 
kind of educate everybody on all the different levels out there the you know the different generations phone users um we may even try to update the hive the the team site so that's a little bit friendlier um but it is a learning curve. We are going to be we're, we're doing exams right now to try to uh, work through the process. Um, and there's, you know, definitely a learning curve the first couple months um, trying to make sure everyone's probably going to go to the wrong blood work place, the wrong location. So please read the directions. It's, it's LabCorp, right? Yeah, <laughs> going to make sure, which is good because that's where we did our TB testing. So that was confusing at first. But um, I, I think that. All of the the recent um, cancer, behavioral health, um, just fitness, and how that's affecting um, um, how you recover at fires, how you perform at fires, all those things, injury, rehab, injury reduction. Um, you're going to start seeing all that rolled up into one big um, we fit ball, and it's just going to be constant information being sent out to the field. So. Um, and we're working on our end to really develop a platform to house a lot of that information that will come from us as far as videos, educational articles, um, videos of workout routines, newest and latest um, fitness uh, information and or technology um, to make it easy for the firefighters to access as well as to find. Um, and then also the follow up and the reach out um, to us as a team with questions. That's good. Yeah. Unless there's anything further, I think we can conclude this episode of the We Fit Podcast number 33 is what Kevin's signing to me. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for being hey, here. We appreciate it. We appreciate Very what you're going to do for us. Um, we're excited for this. I personally am. I'm kind of a health guy, um, but it's I'm excited to see how this is going to uh, produce results and what's going to mm -hmm. come of it. So Great. thank you guys thank, very much. Thank you for, thank having, you for having us. All right, thanks again to all the folks who helped out uh, with putting this podcast together, uh, from Jeremy to the folks from Hogue to our multimedia section, um, to our purchasing folks and HR folks who all made this happen um, and got us this new vendor for which we're really excited about um, and bringing them in. So it's a great partnership. We're, um, we're starting out with them and we're excited to see what the future holds. Uh, if you missed the first part of the discussion, please check our last podcast. And then uh, next week, we're going to bring in uh, the interview with our new fire chief, Brian Fennessy, on his uh, first official day, which is Monday the 16th. Um, he'll even be here uh, doing some part-time, a little bit of uh, spooling up, so to speak, uh, this week. And so if you see him around campus, make sure to um, reach out, introduce yourself. Uh, he's really excited to uh, jump into the fire authority uh, with both feet and uh, embrace our culture, our people and uh, the great traditions that we have. So we look forward to working with him uh, for a long time coming. Until then, uh, let's watch out for each other and we'll talk to you soon.